boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Boy, is it hot and humid outside, Rabbi Herbs. Oh, yes, it is. But over here, Baruch Hashem, we're cool with J. Root. Okay, so now, <clears throat> let's get moving over here. We got a long story. Really? Did you ever tell before? Uh-huh. When? About 50,000 years ago. Ah, oh, come on, Rabbi Herbs, she's joking. Well, yes, I am. Actually, the truth is, uh, um, if I told this story, I told it in another lifetime, because I don't remember it. Really? Wow. Brand new story. <laughs> Unbelievable. <coughs> okay, I cleared my voice. How about you, Rabiers? <coughs> okay, we're ready to start. Welcome to Story Hour, Story Time with Rabbi Yitzhiers and... And me, Yassi, the sidekick. Uh, not literally, but the side. I mean, you know what I mean. Yes, we know what you mean. Okay, so, like to remind everybody you're listening to jbritradio.com. And if you'd like to listen to us live on the telephone, you can listen to us live on 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. Or you can listen to us live, and you have the option to follow the menu and listen to archives, which means... That means if you missed, like, one of the programs because you went to a chasna, bar mitzvah, or a shaver brachas, or, or you just went to buy pickled herring or something like that, and then you just missed out, so then you could, um, you know, uh, you, you could listen in on the archives. Just follow the instructions over there. So that number is 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. Yes, of course. And if you'd like to be able to text in a story idea, or if not just a story idea, if you'd like to text in, perhaps uh, you want to know information how to advertise or how to sponsor a uh, you know uh, one of the shows or how to advertise on the uh, on the uh, J route, then you just you know text in three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. That number again to text in is three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. And of course. We're not going to say that number. Of course we will never say that number ever again because everybody knows that number of 718-683-5858 to call at the end of the show to tell us what lesson they learned, right? Oh, uh, that's right. So we won't say it. Okay, so uh, did you say it? No. Uh, did I say it? Um, well, I'm not going to tell you. you. You can find out when you listen to archives. Okay, I guess I'll have to wait till then. Oh, well. Anyway, so what else is cooking? I don't know. I'm not in the kitchen. I'm in the radio station. Ha-ha! <laughs> Good one, Rabbiers! Okay, anyways, I'd like to remind everybody that Javit Radio could use your donations, so please send in your donations to Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is 2829 Nostrand Avenue, uh, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Okay. And now, I'd like to remind everybody that tonight's show is sponsored as a Refuah Shalema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sora Miriam. Okay, and once again, it's sponsored as a Refuah Shalema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sora Miriam and for Peril Bas Chaya Rivka. Yes, and for Peril Bas Chaya Rivka. Okay, and uh, let's see what else we could tell you. All righty. Um, let's see. Uh, maybe my wife will shoot me for this. I don't know or not, but, uh, happy anniversary, Bela. Okay, anyways, let's go weiter. Anyways, 
How many years? Uh, we won't get into that now. Ah, oh, because you don't want to give an idea how old you are? No, uh, let's, let's put it this way. <laughs> I'm older than you. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Anyway, so um, let's go on here. And so we have a tremendous story here tonight. It's called A Second Chance. What? I said it's called A Second Chance. Huh? Oh, you're trying to fool me to give you a second chance how to behave? Listen, that's not the story. Okay, anyways, this is a Baal Shem Tov story. Whether it's true or not, I have no idea, but it's written in the Safer, so you can check it out yourself. And uh, I just wasn't there at that time that the story happened, so I can't vouch for it, but that's what it's written in the Safer. Okay, so the name of the story is called A Second Chance. Many, many years ago in the 1700s, probably later half of the 1700s, because it was after the Baal Shem Tov revealed himself, and he was already in Mezevich. In Mezevich, there also was a person who we're going to call Gedalia, because in the Sefer just says, Yesh Talmud Chocham. There was a Talmud Chocham, but it doesn't say his name. So, yeah, I know, we don't like to go to the baloney. No, 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 Poloni. Ah, oh, yeah, right, whatever, okay. Anyway, so we're going to call him Rav Gedalia. Rav Gedalia was a poor person, came from a poor family, and he was a very big Talmud Chacham. And when he was old enough to get married, a shidduch was read. But Rav Gedalia said like this, I hear what you're saying. I hear. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm willing to get married, but uh, please understand that I love to sit and learn Torah. It is not my intention to go out to work. I am one of these serious persons, and I will not go over and work uh, as, as a laborer because I am a, a well, uh, I mean, what you're trying to say is that you are a Talmud Chochem, and you're a serious learner, not one of those people who go sit in the base of Medrash, and half the time you're going out drinking coffee, Grace Foster, right? That's right. I take my learning very, very seriously. And so therefore, I just want you to be aware that since I take my learning very, very seriously, I'm willing to get married, but somebody who either is going to be able to support me or... Uh, is willing to live a poor lifestyle because I may have to go snoring uh, for, for, for guilt, you know, to support me or something like that or, or try to find sponsors who wants to sponsor a, 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 a you know, Talmud Chochem to sit and learn. Uh, that's about it, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm willing on those conditions. All right, all right. Uh, we'll find you a shinner. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. We'll find you one. And sure enough, as time would have it, he was zeichet to find a wonderful wife. And her name was Genendel. Okay, is that a real name? Uh, no, but we'll just call her because, you know, <laughs> in the Sefer, for whatever reason it is, it only gives one name. Whose name? The Baal Shem Tov. Oh, so uh, the wife's name is Genenda, right? Yes, Genenda. Okay, so... They got married. Now, Genenda did not come from a rich family. But Genenda was willing to live a poor life as long as she could be able to go over and have a Talmud for her husband. And so that's what happened. Yes. 
Um, am, am I disturbing you when I sit back and forth and rock my chair, Rabbi Herbs? Yes, because it squeaks. And that squeaking comes through the microphone. Can you try to sit quietly and not twirl your seat and shake back and forth? Or else, uh, you see... Uh-oh, you're going to ask me to leave? Uh, hopefully not. Okay, so I'm going to try to sit quietly and not shake the chair and not make squeaking sounds and not make any kind of noise while I'm here, right? Great idea, Yossi. Okay, so now let's continue with the story. So, Rabbi Gedalia was a poor person, and his wife was also poor, but when his wife, Genenda, saw, wow, she would say... Oh, I married such a wonderful Talmud Chochom. Oh, he's such a serious learner. He is for real. He's not a phony baloney. He mamish wants to sit and learn Torah. Yoim of Alayla. Oh, you know what? I'll try to find a little work here, a little work there. I'll make a few dollars here, a few dollars there. I'll raise a couple of kopecks, a ruble here, a ruble there, whatever. But I don't want my husband to work. I don't even have to think about it even. Oh, you know, it's so amazing. He's so satisfied with whatever we give him for supper. Last night I gave him potato peels with water. I cooked it up and he liked it. And tonight I gave him water with potato peels and he liked it. And three nights ago I gave him water, potato peels and water. And he still liked it. What can I tell you? Oh, such a gewaldige Talmachochem. And bal midus toivus oichet. Oh, also he has such wonderful midus. Oh, am I very lucky. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, maybe poor here, but normal. Oh, Baruch Hashem, we're going to have a life together. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's the way it was. And then, as time was moving on, as time was moving on, the poor people in the town realized that this man is poorer than them. This man, Gedalia, he sits and runs all day long. He's not like some of those others who sits down, take 20 support him, spreads it out on the table. And then after he spreads it out on the table, he opens up the page and he goes, ma, 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 so take him out of the And all of a sudden he gets up and he goes, takes a coffee or something. And then when he comes back, he sits down and he says, yo, so a question. Then he gets up again and he goes and he takes himself a tea. Everybody, you know, this guy's like this. Some people, you know, they don't really learn. They just want everybody, you know, to have mercy on them because they don't want to work. But this guy, he really learns. You know, we're poor people, but he's poorer than us. I think, you know, everybody has to give Sudoka. I think we should give some of my cigar from our collections also to him. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, it makes sense. No question about it. You see, we're going to help him. And so, sure enough, what ended up happening was even the poor people would help every now and then and throw a couple of kopecks here and there to him or to his wife. And eventually he was able to have more than a simple potato peel soup. He was able to have actually potato soup with potatoes in it. And once in a while, he had even meat. And his wife did a couple odd jobs here and there, a little house cleaning, some people helping cook or whatever it was, and so on and so forth. And then some of the, some of the rich people or the richer people in the town, they would have Rahmane sometimes too. And he says, my, 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 very interesting. 
Sariske Dahlia. He sits and learns there all day long. His wife tries to work hard, but uh, she doesn't make much money. And uh, the house where they live in is so broken down and it's a bulgit twice forever. I don't know. You know what? I think um, maybe it's a good idea if we should stick some money under his door, yeah? What do you say, Anshel Bustrachst? What do you think, eh? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think so. And this Chris, we're helping a Talmud Chacham learn. Uh, he doesn't have to go out to work in this case because he's a serious Talmud Chacham. No phony baloney. No, 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 no. He's a serious learner. Uh, yes, we should support him. Yes, 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 yes. And so, even rich people every now and then stuck in a few kopecks here, or the richer ones gave even a few rubles here and there. And of course, they ate, they lived, and they lived in poverty. And they didn't care for any fancy things. And Ganenda, she was so, so happy that as long as that her husband was learning, she was the happiest person in the world. Because Ein Simcha Ella Teira. And she realized this. And she accepted that idea. It was unbelievable. And so time would have it. Baruch Hashem. There was Zeichet to have some children, some boys, and some girls. And, of course, he himself would teach them in the beginning. But every now and then, when they would have a little extra money, so he wouldn't have to take away from his learning. I don't understand. How would he be taken away from his learning if he's learning with his children? Well, you have to understand. That Gedalia was not like learning olive bays, you know. It's not learning simple Chumash Rashi. He was learning deep Shotim and very into it. But when he learned to his Kindalach, you know, they were young. And that means he has to slow down and learn at a much lower and much simpler pace. So every now and then when he find a little more money in his doorway, instead of spending it on fancier foods, he spent it on hiring another Rebbe to teach his Kindalach. Versteister? Oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go right in the story. Gradually, things happen, and children grow up. Well, they don't grow down, do they? No, 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 they grow up. They get older. Okay, so anyways, the children got older. Now let me tell you what happened when he got older. Yeah, so tell me what happened. Okay, so what happened was as follows. They were getting old enough. Some of them were getting old enough to get married. And he was still extremely poor. And so his wife, Genenda, came over to him. Ah, uh, Gedalia, can we sit down and talk for a minute? I'm sure that if you want to sit down and talk, it must be for something very wichtig, a very important Indian, because you know that I learn all the time and I don't like to waste time. So if you're saying that you have to talk to me something important... So then it must be important. Okay, go ahead. Uh, again, tell me what it is. Uh, don't rush, don't feel rushed, because just because, you know, I want to go back to my learning, you know, but you are my wife, and i got to show you respect also. That's also very important, Shalom bias and everything like that. So, uh, tell me, what's on your mind? Well, you know that our daughter Kayla? Uh, yes, what about our daughter Kayla? And our son, uh, David? Yeah, 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 what about it? They're okay, right? Oh, Baruch Hashem, they're okay, but they're getting old enough to get married. Oh, really? Oh, oh, that's a good point. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, I was just wondering, you know, like, uh, how are we going to marry them off? 
<laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we'll uh, speak to a shatrin and, and find a good shidduch for them. And uh, hey, what are we going to do for money? Uh, what are we going to do? Um, uh, what are we going to do for money? Uh, money. Uh, um, uh, well, um, uh, uh, money. <laughs> That's a very good idea. I mean, a very, very wonderful thought. I mean, well, um, uh, um, well. Uh, um, so, um, you know, this is not like you know eating supper or not. I mean, like tomorrow of Kindle costs a little bit more than a supper. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good point. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, um, uh, so what do you want me to do? Well, you're a big Tamachachim, you learn a lot, and uh, maybe you have an Eitzah. Uh, maybe I have an Eitzah. Well, <laughs> that's very interesting, an Eitzah. Uh, let me think about this. An Eitzah, Tevim, Kamash, Falon. How am I going to get money? Then I would have to go work, but no, but then I won't be able to learn. So there has to be another way, but I don't know how. And let me see now. I actually tell you the truth. I, I really don't know what we're going to do. Well, I was wondering, just in case you didn't know what to do, if I should come up with a backup plan. A backup plan? That's Givaldic. So what kind of backup plan did you think of? Well, you know, we live in Mezhevitz, right? Yes, we live in Mezhevitz, yes. What about it? Well, you know, right here in our very own backyard, in our little shtetl over here, you know, there's a very big tzaddik over here. A big tzaddik? Uh, I, I, okay, you, you're trying to flatter me, right? Uh, it, 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 listen, you know, I, I don't like to brag that I know how to learn. No, 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 I wasn't talking about you. Oh, wasn't talking about me? Uh, there's another big Talmud Chacham here? Uh, you heard of the Rabbi Yisrael? Rabbi Yisrael the Baal Shem Tov? Rabbi Yisrael, what? Oh, oh, yeah, he started like Hasidus and things like that, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people go to him, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I haven't felt myself feeling attached to him, you know. Uh, I, I haven't done that yet, you know, no, no, because I'm, I'm very busy learning, you know. I'm very into this learning stuff and everything. I know, I know. But you see, I get around because I, I do a little housework here and there in other people's homes, and I hear the way they talk, and they've been talking about how this person, oh, it's unbelievable what he does, is a very big tzaddik. And when he's mispalo for people's needs, then Hashem performs miracle. He fits the category 100% of a person that's tzaddik oimeh v'Hashem goizeh. The tzaddik says something, and Hashem fulfills the decree. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. So why don't you go to him and tell him what your problems are? And tell him what we should do. I mean, well, actually, he'll tell you what to do. And you should listen to him because he's a great, great big Talmud Chochum. And he's a very, very big tzaddik. You understand? Hmm. You know, <laughs> I personally never went uh, to see any of these Talmud Chochum other than... Uh... I know, because you learn so well that when you have a shyly, you look it up and you find the terrors yourself. I know, I know, I know, but you have to understand... That sometimes, when it's no gayer to yourself, you can't find the nature. So therefore, you must go to him. But, you know, I don't have to tell you that when you have a monos and you trust in chachomim, that means you also have to listen to what they say, no matter what it is. Do you understand? 
<laughs> because I understand. I've learned that so many times. Yes, yes. So you're saying that this person, Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tev, is a very, very big tzaddik, and I should take a chance and go see him because other people go to him and their tefillahs are answered through him? No, 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 not through him. I mean, they go to him and they tell him what their problem is, and the Baal Shem Tev is small for them, and their miracles happen. Hmm. I see. And it's right here in our backyard. All right. Very good. I guess you know that I don't dominate in Israel, obviously. I know, I know. But it's okay. You can go. All kinds of people come to see him. So you can go also. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'll go right now if you want. All right. It's not too late. So go ahead. And be matzliach. Yes, yes, yes. I'll be trying. Okay. Let me go out the door. All right, I'm outside. Now let me just continue walking down the street. Ah, uh, here's the... Oh, this is a nice shul. It's pretty good. Okay, well, it's nice for a shul, but it's not the most fancy. But then again, from what I understand, he's not into fancy. Okay, no, no. Okay, let me just open up the door here. Okay, I'm inside now. Uh, let me just walk over here. Hmm, let me look around here. Hello there. Can I help you? Uh, can you help me? Uh, are you the Baal Shem Tev? No, Sholem. I mean, not Sholem. I mean, Halavai. Uh, make up your mind. I, well, you made me, you caught me off guard. What do you mean I caught you off guard? Well, you know, Halavai could be like the Baal Shem Tev. I'm just a shamus over here. You know, that's all I am. I'm a simple shamus here in the shul, but the Baal Shem Tev, woo, ah, to reach his level, can I know that? Po, 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 you have to be very smart. You have to be a Balminus Tevez. You have to be able to feel a person's stories. You have to mamish, uh, be a noisy Erbe Havere. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, I understand. Um, uh, so you, you know, you're familiar with the proceedings how to see uh, the Baal Shem Tev, yes? Of course. I'm the one you have to see to get to see the rabbi. You understand? Uh-huh. I see. You know, I, I recognize you a bit, you know. You're the Tamar Chochum that lives at the other side of Mezhevich, you know, the other side. You never come here to daven, do you? No, no, I daven in the other shul on the other side. I see, I see, I see. It's all right, don't worry. All kinds of people come to see the rabbi, you know that? They don't have to be Hasidim of him also, you know what I mean? Eventually, people learn that he's a very big tzaddik and so on and so forth. And 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 we know, and when when they have a problem and he gives him an eight share, yeah, yeah, you know what? Why should you trust me? You want to see him? Uh, yes, I would like to if it's all right. Uh, one second, I, I'm going to see if he's ready to see anybody. Okay, you wait over here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere either. Well, if you don't go anywhere, how are you going to find out if he wants to see me? Ah, yeah, that I'm going. I'm going to go see him if he wants to see him. I mean, I, I mean, when I say I'm not going, I'm not going out of town. You understand what I mean? Yes, 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 I understand. Okay, can you please check it out? Ah, yes, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'm going, I'm going. Take it easy. Okay, let me just knock on the door. Yes? Come in? Uh, yes. Hey, <coughs> uh, uh, there's a yid outside, um, I, I forgot what his name is. As a matter of fact, maybe he didn't tell me his name. Uh, you're talking about Rabbi Gedalia? There he goes again. Somehow, even if I forget the name, the rabbi somehow he understands the name. I didn't even tell him. I don't even, I, I don't remember asking him his name, but yet he knows. Uh, tell Rabbi Gedalia. I will see him right now. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, okay, I'm going to tell him. 
And let me go out back outside. And I'm Gedalia. How did you know my name? I don't remember telling you my name. Do you have Ruach HaKodesh? Oh, not me. And the Rebbe has. Really? Well, what do you mean? I, I didn't know your name, but he knew your name. Even before he saw your face. <laughs> really? Incredible. Okay, um, let me go inside. <coughs> All right, I'm inside. Uh, Shalom Aleichem, Heilige Rebbe. And uh, sit down, please. So you're Rebbe Gedalia. I heard a lot about you. Uh, you heard a lot about me? I mean, I just sit and... I know. You sit in the base of Medrash, and you sit and learn. You're not one of those guys who pretend they sit in the base of Medrash and get up every five minutes to get a cup of coffee or something. No, no, you're a very serious learner. So, no, what can I do for you? Uh-huh, okay. Uh, I guess he wants me to tell what's inside my heart instead of trying to tell me what's inside my heart because i got to speak it out to feel it. Okay, uh, let me tell you what happened. You see... Uh, Baruch Hashem, when I got married, I was, you know, like a very starky yeshiva bocha that cared to learn, and I was not looking to, uh, you know, to work. I was looking for a wife that would, you know, support me or, you know, a rich family or whatever it is, and it turned out that the one who wanted to marry me wanted to marry me because I was a Talmud Chochem and didn't care that they would live a poor life. Yes. So uh, we got married, and we lived a poor life. We don't always have meals to eat, and if we do, we have very simple meals and so on and so forth. And uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, as life goes on, you know, Baruch Hashem, we say to have many, many children, and we did, Baruch Hashem. Yes, yes. And now my children, can I know, are a shtickle older, and it uh, seems to me that they're a marital age, at least two of them right now, and I have to marry them off. And, uh, uh, I, I don't know what to do. I have no money, and whatever my wife does, a little house cleaning here, a little cooking there for other people, I mean, it doesn't bring him much. It's not enough to, to make two chasanas, you know? I mean, what, 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 what does the Rav think? Uh, what, 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 what should I do? Hey, like a Aha, I see. Very interesting. I'm just going to close my eyes for a few moments. And so, the Val Shemtev closed his eyes for a few moments. And then... And then he opened his eyes up because he saw something Ruch HaKadosh and he's about to tell him. Uh, that's right. You'll get your chance once in a while to tell the story again. Don't worry, don't worry. Because the fans of yours like you. And one day you're going to tell a story too. But you know, we're in Chodesh Elul. And, and it's a time in Chodesh Elul to be able to go over. And in Chodesh Elul, people want to do tshuva. I mean, they want to. They have to do tshuva. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, Chodesh El is like a sales day. Sales day? What do you mean? Well, you know, in the winter, people need winter coats, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if people buy winter coats in the winter, it's in demand, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So therefore, they don't give a sale price on the coats. So they pay full price. But after the winter comes... Spring. And then... Summer. And so they have to clear away the old winter coats. So they charge cheaper. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> okay, now I understand what's going on. All right. So uh, now, oh, yeah. Okay, now I fully understand what's going on. Wowie kazowie. Okay, so basically, in a quick nutshell, you're saying that 
Uh, everybody has to do tshuva all the time, but there's certain times where the tshuva helps more, like it's a sale and it's much easier to buy the winter coat or it's much easier to do tshuva, right? That's right. A person can do tshuva all year around, but it's more expensive to do tshuva then. What do you mean? I mean, because, you know, all year round, you know, a person does averas and things like this, he has to do tshuva, but there's a certain time period, like a sale on tshuva, where tshuva is more readily accepted. And that's Chaydish Elul. And as we get closer, you know, like as people, you know, don't buy out everything, you know, in a store, so they lower the prices more and more as it gets closer to the end of the season or beginning of the new season, whatever. You know what I mean. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so at the end of the season, when they got to clear it out so they put in the new inventory, so they got to get rid of the stuff so they even make the sale price lower. That's right. So after Elul, we have the Seresh made Teshuva. Wow, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and? And then after the Seresh made Teshuva, I said, uh, oh boy, then Yom Kippur and then I shot a rabbi. Wow, oh, oh, all these things. I got it, I got it, I got it. So, um, so what you're saying is what? <laughs> what am I saying is what? That's why I'm telling this story here, because I'm trying to tell stories that wake us up to do Teshuva. Oh, I get it. Okay. So, um, what did he do wrong? Ah, you're not listening to the whole story. So the Malshemtov opened his eyes and he said the following: "I hear, I understand everything about your problem. I really do. And what I think you should do and understand is as follows: It turns out, are you listening? Uh, yes, I'm listening very carefully. Good." It turns out that what you need to know is as follows. You will have your Yeshua. You will have whatever you need when you will travel to a city called Yeredi. Uh, yes. Uh, um, should I get a feather and ink to write it down? It's an easy name to remember. You'll be able to remember it. All right, now listen to me carefully. You are to travel to the city of Kazemers. Kazemers. You understand? Kazemers. Okay. And then I want you to find there, over there in that place, there's a very fine metal crafter. You understand? A fine metal crafter? No, well, he, he, he's like, he's a metal crafter, but he does very fine metals, like jewelry, very fancy things. You know, some people want... The rich people could afford fancy silverware, special engravings and things like this. This is what he's a specialist in. You understand? Now, his name is Nutter Bentuvia. Uh, Nutter Bentuvia. And you should set out now, and then you'll be Matzliach. I should set out now, and I'll be Matzliach. Okay, very good. And so what he did first was, he went home, and he told his wife what the... Balshemtov told him, and his wife was very happy. And his wife said, you should get a good night's sleep. That's not the way his wife talks. Okay, I'll skip narration. I'll go back to storytelling. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, okay. All right, I heard what the Rebbe said. I think you should get a good night's sleep tonight because you're going to be traveling, and unfortunately we don't have money, so you're not going to go by horse and buggy. You're going to have to walk. Okay, be matzliach. Uh, yes, Zashem, I will. I'm going to be listening to what the Tzaddik said. So I have to be Matzliach. Yes, yes. Okay, Zaykazund. I mean, well, I'll tell you tomorrow because I'll try to be up when you get up. And so the next morning, Gedalia got up early. He went to early minion. 
He came home and ate whatever small breakfast he had. He took a little bit of food with him, whatever he could push, push and punch and pour. Whatever he could put together. Right, that's the word I was looking for. Okay, so anyways, what happened was he put the meal together in a little dry bread here and there, and he set out on his way to Casimir's. And as he's going to Casimir's, he was traveling by foot. And every now and then, he would pass a man with a wagon. Excuse me over there, young man. Well, actually, I'm going to call you young man because I don't want you to feel you're so old. And uh, why are you walking and where are you walking to? Uh, I'm walking towards Casimir's. Um, about, you know, I can't afford a wagon ride, so... Hey, don't worry, just come aboard my wagon. I'll take you as close as Casimir's as I can take you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Tiskula mitzvahs. Hey, no, 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 don't think nothing of it. A little chesed here and there can't hurt anyone, especially when it's the month of Elul. All right, zay gesund. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, you should be gesund, even though I didn't let you off the wagon here. Uh, let's go, let's go. And so they traveled on the wagon, and they were traveling, and they were traveling. And finally, he came closer to Kazimir's. But as he came to Kazimir's, he was not there yet. But he had to walk on foot for the rest. And finally, finally, he entered into Kazimir's. <sighs> Baruch Hashem, I made it, I made it. Ha, ah, Shalom Aleichem. How are you? How are you? How are you? Um, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. What can I do for you? Oh, well, let me tell you something. Welcome to Kazimir's, okay? This is a wonderful shtetl, and we love to do chesed. We love to help people. And I could see by your face, I don't recognize you. So you must be a stranger around here. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I guess so. Is this your first time in Casimir's? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, that's wonderful. Let me welcome you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. But I see from your clothing over here, you're a stickle of a poor type of person. And so, uh, you have anybody to stay by? Uh, not really. I'm looking... Oh, you're looking for a place to stay for the night. Not a problem over here. We have a Hachnosas Archim house, okay? Uh, let me show you where it is. Come this way. Let me show you. Let me show you over here. Now, you over here, you can find yourself a nice bed to sleep in. You can take a nice rest. And also, if you need to take a bath, you can take a bath. And, and if you need some fresh clothing, we can give you fresh clothing over here. It's a beautiful house. It's a fantastic place. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Okay, is that right with you? I, 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 all right, that's wonderful. I'm glad you like it. All right, now come this way, please. And then you have yourself a nice meal. And then you can go about whatever business you have in Casimir's, all right? Uh, um, um, uh, I guess so. All right, thank you. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Follow me. We're going to the... the, the, the yeah, yeah, I'm following, I'm following, I'm following. Uh, here we are, here we are. Oh, oh, wonderful. Excuse me. Make sure you're not sleeping in my bed. Uh, no, 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 I wouldn't sleep in your bed. I understand there's plenty of beds over here. Yeah. All right, just stay away from my bed. Yes, yes, I'll stay away from your bed. Don't worry. <sighs> okay. Um, uh, welcome to Kazmiris uh, Hognosis Orkham Home. And right over there on the table, you have yourself some cake and some, uh, if you want schnapps, you have some schnapps. You want some milk, we'll get you some milk. You want some juice, we'll get you some juice. If you're very hungry, we'll get you a whole meal. Whatever you need, we're here. This is a very special Agnosis Orchim home. Okay? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe it's a good idea I settle myself in and then I, you know, have a meal and I'll be fully rested and, and uh, fully satisfied. Uh, yeah, okay. 
And so that's what he did. Rabbi Gedalia had a full meal and he rested. And then the next day he started to ask questions. Um, excuse me. Oh, yes. What can I do for you? Uh, you weren't happy with your breakfast? Oh, no, no, chas v'sholem. I was very happy with my breakfast. Uh, were you not happy with your accommodations last night? Oh, no, no, I, I was fine. I was fine. I was fine. It was very nice. Uh, I, I liked it very much. But now I have to go about my business while I'm here. Uh, I'm looking for someone. Oh, well, if there's anybody who knows everybody here, that's me. Oh, that's wonderful. So I'm looking for a guy who works in fine metals, you know. He's like a, a metal crafter, you know, where like he makes fancy silverware, uh, makes fancy jewelry out of metal. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, I'm looking for such a person like that. Uh-huh. Just tell me his name and I'll point you to him because I know everybody that's here. All right. I'm looking for Nuta Bentuvia. Uh, Nuta Bentuvia. Uh, uh, is there a problem? Uh, who? Who are you looking for? I'm looking for Nutta Bentuvia. <laughs> uh, what's so funny? Is he a funny guy? Uh, uh, well, what's funny is that I know everybody in this town. I really do. Yes, and there's no such person as Nutta Bentuvia. No, 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 no. There must be. I can't tell you how I know, but I know for a fact that there's a person named Nutta Bentuvia here, and he works with fine metal. He's a fine metal crafter. I know it. I'm telling you, I have a reliable source. The wall. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who your reliable source is. Maybe, maybe uh, he got you the name right, but maybe he got you the wrong place. Uh, no, 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 no. A place like Casimiras, I'm telling you, it's not, not such an easy name to pronounce, and, and it's not a very common name, so I, I'm telling you in the right place. Uh, maybe it's that I don't want to embarrass you, Chas but maybe you just don't know everybody that you thought you knew. Oh, no, somebody like that, a fine crafter, I would know about it. All right. I, I, nonetheless, uh, I'll just go about my business. I'll walk in town. Maybe somebody else knows. Oh, well, good luck to you. I'm telling you, I know everybody in town, and there's no such person here. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, let me see now. And so he walked through the town. Um, uh, excuse me. Uh, pardon me. Uh, and Schuldig, you who? I'm talking to you. Huh? You're talking to me? Shalom Aleichem. Are you a new face in town? Did you go to Hanachnas? Yes, I went to the Hanachnas Orachim house. Oh, that's that's Kavaldik. Okay, so now what can I do for you? Uh, what you can do for me is um, I'm looking for somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm the biggest Yenta. Oops, did I say Yenta? <laughs> no, I'm not such a Yenta. I mean, but, uh, but I know everybody in town. Okay, uh, I'm looking for a person by the name of uh, Nuta Bentuvia. Nuta Bentuvia! Uh, sure, sure, sure. And who exactly is this person Nuta Bentuvia supposed to be? Uh, he's supposed to be a person that works with fine metals. He's a very fine metal crafter. <laughs> Nita Bentivia. Aha. Let's see. Uh, um, uh, uh, do you know what he looks like? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, uh, well, well, it's going to be difficult to find him. Well, I thought you said you know everybody here. I do, except for him, because I never saw him before. I've never heard of him before. Never heard of this. No such person here by the name of Nita Bentivia. Where did you get such an idea? Um, I can't tell you the source, but if the person that told me that there's a person like this here, he has to be here. Okay, so as I gesund, uh, thanks, thanks for your help. Uh, no problem, no problem. Next time, ask me a name that I know. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, okay. Um, uh, excuse me, you over there? Uh, talking to me? Uh, y yes, I am, matter of fact. Oh, that's wonderful. You're the first person to want to talk to me all day. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody want to talk to you? Haven't you noticed I have bad breath? <laughs> no, I haven't noticed, because that's not important to me right now. What's important to me is... Uh, I. Have you been living in this town for a while? Yes, yes. You know everybody in town? 
Well, everybody and anybody that's to know, I more or less know. Uh, oh, that's great. Uh, so then you probably know a, a person that's a fine metal crafter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shmayo is a great metal crafter. No, 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 no. I'm looking for a different one. Uh, what's wrong with Shmayo? Uh, I'm looking for a person named Nuta Bentuvia, who's a fine metal crafter. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what, what's so funny? Uh, can you please tell me what's so funny? Uh, never heard of such a person. There's no metal crafter by that. And the only metal crafter in this town is Shmayo. Okay? <laughs> All right, uh, have fun in your fantasy. Fantasy? Uh, I'm telling you, there's a person that here. I, I, the person that told me is very reliable and told me there's a person, Nute Ben Tuvia. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And he went further down. And he's finally now reaching the other side of town. Uh, 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 excuse me, uh, you over there? Uh, can I talk to you? Yeah, you talking to me? Meow, meow. <laughs> I'm a little tired now. Hey, what can I, what can I, what can I? <laughs> what can I do for you? Uh, I'm looking for a person who is a fine metal crafter. Hey, looking for Shmayo. He's uh, down the block over there. No, 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 no. I, I'm looking for a different one, uh, a different metal crafter. Uh, a person by the name of uh, uh, Nute Ben Tuvia. Uh, do you happen to know him? Nute Ben Tuvia? No such luck. Sorry. No way. Goodbye. And after a while, people started spreading the rumors. And the rumors was that there was a Talmud Chacham looking for a person named Nute Ben Tuvia. But nobody in the town knew Nute Ben Tuvia. And finally, those rumors reached some of the elders, much older people in town. And one elder came to the base of Medrash where he found Nutta taking a break. No, not Nutta. Ah, I almost caught you, but you caught yourself. Ah, yes, I caught myself. What are you going to do with yourself now that you caught yourself? Well, yeah, see. Anyways, what happened was this. That this person, Gedali, was sitting in the base of Medrash, and he was asking people if they knew Nutta Bentuvia, but of course nobody did. And this elder came inside. Excuse me, pardon me, but it's to my understanding that uh, you came to this town of Casimir's, uh, yes? Oh, yes, yes, I did, I did. I came to this town of uh, Casimir, yes, yes, why? And uh, my understanding is you're looking for a metal crafter? Uh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Do you know one? And don't tell me Shmayo. And my understanding is you're looking for Nutta Bentuvia? Uh, yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I am. Yes, I'm looking for Nutta Bentuvia. Do you happen to know him? Well, I happen to be one of the elders in the town, and I do know him. And there was a person that lived in this town. But I have a question for you. Yes, sure, sure, sure. Uh, what's the question? Why are you looking for somebody who has been dead for approximately 60 years? What? Are you telling me that this person, Nutta Bentuvia, is dead? But, but it can't be. Uh, I, I can't tell you why, but, but he's supposed to help me out. Help you out. <laughs> You're talking about the same Nutta Bentuvia that I am, who is a fine metal crafter. And if it wouldn't be for the fact that people needed his services, nobody would use him because you know why? 
Uh, no, no. Tell me, tell me exactly why. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, can you tell me? Yes, I can tell you. It's because this person, Nutin Bentubia, was one of the biggest Rishoyim that ever lived. What? What? What are you talking about? It can't be a Russia. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If there was an Avera to be done, you could count on him. What? What are you talking about? He did Averos? Oh, yes. When it came to opportunity to eat treif, non-kosher food, oh, yes, he ate it and, and with joy. Well, I can't believe it. And in his mind, he was thinking, why would the Balshemta send me to look for Russia? And besides, he's dead for 60 years. Um, are you sure? Uh, yes, I'm positive. I was a little kid when he was around. Uh, let me tell you something. If there was a chance to make fun of people, he did. If there was a chance to make fun of Yiddishkeit, he did. If there was a chance to, like, uh, swindle somebody, he did. If there was a way to do an Avera and he can get away with it, he did. He went out of his way to do uh, Averas. Yes, yes. Wow. It uh, sounds like Elizabeth uh, uh, Dudaya, uh, but Elizabeth Dudaya did tshuva before he died. Uh, uh, did this person do tshuva? <laughs> Absolutely not. He didn't do any tshuva. He died a Russia. Terrible, wicked person. Yes, yes, yes. So I hope this is not the person you're looking for. I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I'm going to go back uh, to the place where I learned about him, and, and I'll find out if we're talking about the same person. <laughs> Thank you very much. And so he made his way back to Mezheris. And when he came back to Mezheris, what happened was, when he got back to Mezheris, he went straight to the Baal Shem Tev. Ah, Shalom Aleichem, you finished your journey? Did you find who the Baal Shem Tev sent you to? Uh, well, not exactly, but I need to speak to the Baal Shem Tev. Uh, all right, uh, the Heidegger Rebbe is going to see you. But you didn't even knock on the door. I don't have to knock on the door. He knows already you're here. Uh, no, is he here yet? Please send him in. I told you, he knows you're here. Come on, go in, go in. And so, Gedalia went inside. And the Balshemta says, No, were you successful in finding him? Uh, Rebbe, this is the puzzlement that I have. I was asking, and nobody really knew him except for a few elders. And, and when I checked with the elders, they said that Nutib Ben Tuvia was a terrible, wicked person. He was a Russia a Yes, he was. He was terrible. So now, what did you find when you were there? I, I found out this information. But why did the Rebbe send me there to find out information about a person who was dead for 60 years? How can he help me? Ah. Do you know who he is? Uh, what do you mean, do I know who he is? I, I found out who he is. He's buried in a cemetery. He died without doing tshuva. Well, yes, in a way, his body died, but not his neshama. Uh, what? W what are you talking about? You see, Gedalia, you have the neshama from Nuta Ben Tuvia. What? I have the the terrible wicked Russia? Yes, you do. However, let me tell you a little bit more. In Shemayim, when Nuta Ben Tuvia came up, because he had Zchus Ovois, so they decided to give him another chance, and they sent his Neshama back down to earth to be Masakin his Averus. 
And Baruch Hashem, this time he was born to parents who could control him. And he grew up to be a big Talmud Chochem by the name of Gedalia. Uh, me? I, I, I'm the Neshama from, from Nutapentovia. I raised me and I did all those terrible affairs those people speak with. Oh my goodness, no matter how much learning I, I, I'm, I'm doing, I, I can't possibly have done enough tshuva for it. Show me a way to do tshuva so that I can erase all the affairs that, 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 that my Neshama did in, in the previous lifetime. Of course, I will show you. I will help you be Musakin. And this way you can do Tikkun for those Averus. Now, my question to you is, if Hashem gave you a second chance to be able to live again and do Tshuva and have a chance to earn Olam Abba, this is not a great gift? Yes, it is a great gift. And now you want to ask Hashem much more? Uh, uh, not anymore. I'm sure you'll figure out what has to be done. And sure enough, Rabbi Gedalia left, and he told his wife the story, and his wife was mesmerized. Wow, I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. So what are we going to do? I'm sure that just like the people in this town don't let us starve, and they always help us here and there, when they learn we have children on the market to have to marry them off, I'm sure they're going to help and help us marry off our kinderlach. And so sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Rabbi Gedalia went back to the base of Medrash without a care and worry in the world. And he learned and he was doing all, whatever the Baal Shem Tov said, that he should be massacring his neshama for all the various that he did in the previous life as, Nosen, as Nuta Ben Tuvia. And this way, when he was massacring this, he would have a beautiful chelik and when his lifetime in this new guf would be over. And as far as the kinderlach goes, he was able to marry them all off because the people saw and had Rahmanis and people got together and they made weddings, even though it was a small wedding for each kindle, kindle, for each child that he had, but nonetheless, every one of his kindlach were married off. And in the end, because of his connection to the Baal Shem Tov, this person of Gedalia became one of the greatest Talmidim of the Helige Baal Shem Tov. Wow, what an unbelievable story. So so what you're saying is any one of us could actually be a Gilgal. We could be an Ashama that was sent back and have a chance to be Masakin our Nashama, right? Is that possible? Yes it is. And that's why we should always be on the track of doing chuva. Always think of what ways can we better ourselves, especially in the month of Elul. Yeah. Uh I know what I'm gonna do. Yes, what are you gonna do? I'm going to work on more, um, um, you know, like uh, Derek Harris, you know. That's an excellent idea. And it's a perfect time to start in this Chaydish of Hell. I'm proud of you. Now I think we have a few minutes left and we can take a few phone calls. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Me? Yes, you. Uh, my name is Indicator Simon. Right. Um, and I learned that you should always have Yitachon and Hashem. Very good. And do whatever um, the Rebbeim say. Very good. Excellent. That's in and there. And also, can I talk to Yassi? Yes. Yassi? Yeah, hi. What can I do for you? Nothing much. Nothing much. Okay. <laughs> I hope you're working on doing tshuva this month of Elul. Yeah. Good. Wonderful. Okay. Nice talking to you. We got to go to the next phone call. Okay. Bye. Hello. You're on the air. What is your name? And what lesson you learned tonight's story? Hello. Hello. Are you there? I guess not. Hello? 
What is your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? My name is Yahomar Chayev and my lesson is always have more Excellent. That's correct. Very good. Thank you very much. And before we go to the next caller, Yossi is waving over here. What's the problem? Rabbi Yerv, she forgot to mention that, that your new CD is going to be coming out soon. Oh, yes, that's right. It's getting closer to the time that my new CD is coming out. And I'd like to remind everybody, if they're interested in hiring Rabbi Yerv for storytelling engagements or the martial arts the lessons or whatever it is, or the Kayaf and the Mayach demonstrations and everything like this, or to buy my book or to buy CDs, whatever it is, number to call is 718-375-1294, right? Okay, we got, we got it out of way. Excellent. Okay, now... Uh, um, uh, what? Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, 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 let me see if I'm right. If anybody wants any of those things, like to call you for storytelling or for artwork or, or for art lessons or, 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 or for martial arts lessons or, 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 for, or, for, uh, or for, like, the energy exercises and things like that or, 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 or to buy your book or to buy any one of your CDs and things like that, so then the number to call is 718-375-1294, right? 718-375-1294. Excellent. That's the number to call. You got that right. Thank you. Okay, so now we can go to the next caller. Okay, let's go to the next Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? What lesson you learn tonight's story? Yeah, my name is Yoram, and you should always learn something from your story. Excellent, beautiful. Thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson you learn tonight's story? Um, my name is Yoram Cohen. Right. And I learned that 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 you that you should, that, that you should always listen to your to your rabbi. You should always listen to our rabbi. Excellent. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Yassi, hurry up. Okay, got to talk fast because we have a lot of people on the line and we also have uh, someone else. This is Eliyahu Cohen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was my second day of school today. Wow, fantastic. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, and tomorrow's the whole day. Okay, good. Okay, now I gotta go to the next caller. Sorry, goodbye. Nice talking to you. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Hello? Not there? Um, oh, yeah, you are there. Okay. What's your name? What lesson do you learn tonight's story? I, um, it's, my name is Shua, and I learned that you should always do two for every day just in case you are a girl. girl. Excellent. Beautiful. Thank you very much. That's beautiful. And could I also talk to Yassi? Okay, I'm here now. Why does everybody want to talk to me? I'm a very popular guy. Hi, what can I do for you? I'm your biggest fan. Wow, glad to meet you. Next time, maybe when I meet you, I'll give you my autograph, okay? Okay. Okay, bye. Nice talking to you. Okay, next caller, please. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name? Say it a little louder. I couldn't hear you. Oh, okay. And what lesson do you learn tonight's story? That whenever you have a chance to do too much, you're doing. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure I hear him. Is he on? Because I don't hear him through my headphones. Uh, uh, is he on? Go ahead. Say, say, talk again. Um, that whenever you have a chance to do chuba, yes. you should do it. Okay, so whenever you have a chance to do chuba, you should do it. Excellent. Okay, Rabbi Earth, do we have any more time? I don't know. Let's ask the engineer. Rabbi David, do we have any more time? Uh, okay. Oh, oh, what? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Maishi? Hello, Maishi, are you there? Yeah. Oh, yes, now I hear you. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, what lesson you learned tonight's story? That whenever you have a chance to do tshuva, you should do it. Excellent. Whenever you have a chance to do tshuva, you should do it. And don't wait for the last moment because you never know. This might be your second chance. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very, very much. Okay. Do we have time for any more callers? Okay. We'll take another call. Hello. You're on the air. What is your name? What lesson you learned tonight's story? Clipton, uh, Ben. Yes, that's how you say in German. Okay. So tell me what lesson you learned real fast because the, the switch was lit, uh, lit up yes, and we're running out okay. of time. Guess how many I've got this time? It's time for the weekly lesson countdown, starting with number three. Three, go ahead. Uh, number three, uh, number two, always do tshuva, and number one, always be satisfied with what you have. Now, Yossi, please, this is the last time I'm asking you not to put gum in the phone, okay? Do tshuva, will you? I'm going to try. I've got to go to the next caller. Goodbye, Masha. Bye. Nice to hear from you. Bye-bye. Okay, hello. You're on the air. What is your name? What lesson you learned tonight's story? Hello? You're on the air. Well, you were on the air. Okay, hello. You're on the air. What is your name? What lesson you learned tonight's story? Uh, Major Diamond. Oh, Major Diamond. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? Um, how to believe in Hashem. How to believe in Hashem, yes. And how to... Not to judge other people. And not to judge what? I didn't hear that. Not to judge other people. Excellent. Beautiful. Okay. Anything else? No. Okay. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. You too then. Bye-bye. Okay. Do we have any more time? Do we have any more time? Okay. That's it. Okay. That's all the time we have. So until next week, everybody have a wonderful Shabbos, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.